Hey there, uh, Ronan again from This Is Cork. I I don't know how famous I need to get so that I don't need to actually say my name at the start of the podcast. Uh, probably text in if you know the amount of listens you need to have before you stop saying who you are at the start of your podcast. Ronan here, This Is Cork Conversations. Welcome back. This is the third of a series of three of 12 Gifts of Christmas. We've covered booze. And we covered books yesterday. And now it's board games. Um, I'm I'm really conscious of repeating myself, the things I've just said in the last episode, in the last episode, because I know I don't listen to every episode of every podcast I subscribe to. But I, don't, I want you to feel welcome, but not spoken down to. But I suppose, just to reiterate... This is a local Cork business. They sat down, gave me their time in a very busy retail time to give me some tips and advice and suggestions about gifts, in this case, board games. There's background noise because we were sitting in the middle of his shop. I don't think employer employee laws were broken, but the person behind the till and counter was definitely hurried uh, by a lot of people uh, wanting different beverages and sales and board game suggestions while Chris sat down with me so a, a shout out to her as well um, look it was a really enjoyable chat it's a business well they're they're friends of mine for years um, from you know Cork being Cork everyone doing everything but the shop opened as, as he said two years on the day that we had the interview and myself and um my child go in regularly, I go in regularly without my child. Adults play board games too. Um, but look, it's a really good list. He covered a lot of ground. Uh, if, you, if you're if you looking to do some shopping, I suggest calling in there. They have a lot of different angles on board games there. Um, and they know how to suggest things. They know how to listen to your needs and make relevant suggestions. Once again, just shout out to my... Uh, supporters which is uh, Badger and Dodo Coffee and at Mac on Penrose Wharf if you are looking for coffee or Mac related stuff I guide you towards them but even more importantly just please support local Cork business we have what five days of retail left in Cork well in the world say but I'm, I'm assuming the majority of people listening to this live in Cork just look it's maybe worth the extra two three percent surcharge for the money to stay here um because they're the they're the guys who have to open their doors in january they they don't uh, get to hire people to work from home for them for the busy times and then uh, cut them adrift i'm not trying to make it sound like just uh, goliath versus david but think about it goliath is no fun to hang around with be no crack at a Christmas party. David's always great fun. And shout out to all the Davids that are listening. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, look, if you like this, please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Realistically, this is the last podcast of 2019. You'll get down this channel. If something comes to mind, I might make one. But I have plenty of plans for 2020. We'll be coming um, thick and fast. Twice a week, even. That, that's how fast. Um, but look, have a happy Christmas. Thanks for the feedback from people who've been getting on to me. And all I can ask for Christmas is a sizable cash donations to me and spreading 
the word about the Christmas about this podcast along with your general Christmas good cheer. Thanks very much. Happy Christmas. And now it's over to me. So thanks me. Uh, here I am uh, on Castle Street in genuinely one of my favourite places to be in, uh, particularly since the uh, heir to the This Is Cork Kingdom also loves being here. We're here in Tabletop. I'm sitting next to one of the owners, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? So uh, a theme of recent podcasts has been um, background noise by accident in one of the pubs because I, I sat underneath the glass roof and then it started raining but what we're surrounded by now is not background noise it's absolutely appropriate noise <laughs> or sounds for a busy thriving cafe at a time when it's it's quite a busy time so listeners will hear um, people of various ages arguing while playing board games which is the the verb for when you use yeah. board games so uh, basically Chris is going to talk us through uh, the 12 gifts of Christmas where all different board games conveniently all available to purchase in, in tabletop and I suppose happy accident and just in case I forget just to, to reminder in case people are listening down west they, they have a, a, a sister shop a twin sister shop if you will even, even maybe as you said it's got a bar so actually Chris why don't you tell us the, the difference and the similarities between the two shops okay so we opened uh, on Castle Street uh, two years ago Facebook reminded me this morning with a picture that it was two years ago today that we got our sign put up oh yeah because I remember coming in thinking it wasn't open yet and yeah. we were getting Christmas Eve gifts and exactly stuff. so we opened just the front of the shop on Castle Street as a, as a board game shop just before Christmas and then we opened properly the full cafe in January of 2018 yeah uh, kind of late January and in June of this year we opened a second tabletop tabletop west in Bantry which is where we live and that has a full bar license and a slightly bigger kitchen so it's allowed us space to experiment more with food and now we do kind of more of our own food here we do our own soups and stuff like that which we bring up and down from from west um, yeah. you've done a few more uh, we'll say collaborative events down west as well I'm yeah so we do the festival. we did some stuff with the literary yeah. festival we do uh, different things as well so we do like book clubs and we do um, paint club um, with that group that come down and do the painting thing in Tabletop West so it's it's a little bit different from in the city it's very much primarily board game cafe we have board games and beers and wines and teas and coffees um, in Bantry we do brunch and stuff like that it's you know not everybody in there is playing games so um, yeah it's a little bit different yeah and it's, your business is about games but you're serious about your business so let's get yeah. down to it <laughs> so what we're going to look at is we'll start with basically we won't get bogged down in gender and exactly physical age but we'll go with younger easier games up to harder tougher games that's yeah. probably the easiest way yeah so uh, the 12 games I've kind of picked out we've got you, obviously people at home can't see them but they can come in and have a look anytime um, a lot of these games we have open copies of in the library as well uh, we have a games library on Castle Street to play um, which is quite big it's about five or 600 games so if you ever want to come in and actually see the games physically before you buy them uh, especially this time of year it's a good thing to do and actually um, to speak with that's one great thing about well particularly you but all the staff is that you're able to talk through the games because uh, 
Oh, there is that thing of, you know, when six of you or five of you sit down, none of you have played it, and then there's the argument of, it's like Brexit, everyone yeah. interpreting the rules a different way. <laughs> everyone is a slightly different variation on it, so the thing here is everybody, we can, you can come in and we'll suggest games that we think will be good for your group, um, and also get you set up and playing them without having to even open the rulebook, hopefully. And you can refer to the rulebook yourselves and argue away, but we're there to help and adjudicate. So you're like the UN of yes, games. Exactly. So what we'll do is we'll set up with a few games that are, we'll say, you, 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 you don't need to, to know things about it. It's kind of uh, luck and intuition, I suppose, might be the best one. Yeah, so like, for younger players, um, these are all games like, there's a new game called Pengaloo. That's the first game I'll talk about. Um, this game is aimed at younger players. It's basically a, a matching game. If you've ever played those card games where you turn over cards and you're trying to find pairs. Um, in Pengaloo, it's from a company called Blue Orange. They make really nice productions. Um, you have about a dozen little hollow uh, wooden penguins. They're like uh, Russian dolls. And you sit them on top of different coloured eggs. And what you do is you roll the dice and then you need to lift up your penguins and find the matching the, the eggs that match the colours of the dice roll that you just rolled and um, if you're unlucky and you don't find them you put the penguins back on top of the eggs and it's the next person's turn and you just need to try and remember where the eggs are if you get it right you get to take the penguin over to your ice flow you've got a little ice flow thing ice shelf and later on if somebody else remembers that you have a blue egg underneath one of your penguin they can actually take the egg from underneath your penguin so there's a little bit of stealing from each other and stuff so a bit, it's a bit of very simple yeah. bit of strategy um, they're trying to distract the other players so they forget what <laughs> eggs and myself and uh, one of my colleagues here Angus played it the other night because we try especially for new games we try and play them um, to see what they're actually like before we talk to people about them make sure they're actually good and uh, we really enjoyed it we were playing it while we were serving at the bar and it was really really had a lot of fun with it so it's for it's aimed at younger kids but two grown men enjoyed playing it <laughs> this week so and uh, we I might remember to do this for all the games, but most games come these days with a sort of a suggested age range and yeah. suggested amount of time uh, one full game would take. Yeah, so, so this one is four plus and it's 15 minutes. Yeah, so and to anyone who is somebody who's in charge of people who are between the ages of four and six, that's uh, about an hour in terms of an adult. Uh, yeah, that's it. The attention spans are, are kind of an important thing. That's something we always ask people when they come in if they're asking for game recommendations for younger players one of the first questions we'll ask is do you play games together because we find that kids that play games with adults will have a longer span of attention than if you only play games with them at so Christmas a longer what? span of oh, sorry classic gag ok we'll move Very on good. to the next two gag joke I, I noticed there's animals involved with the next two as well so. yes so the next one is Rhino Hero uh, this is a tower building game a stacking game where each player will have a hand of cards and you're trying to get rid of all of your cards or you're trying to not be the person who knocks over the tower. As you play down cards, they'll tell you how many walls to put underneath the cards. Uh, the cards are like floors. And then they'll have little images on them that allow you to do special actions. You need to move the rhino up and down the tower. And yeah, it's just a very simple stacking game. Um, I notice it has a little thing uh, saying how much luck you need yeah. five bits of luck to four parts ability. Um, this is, yeah. And that's reminding me, because um, only as, uh, as a parent, uh, as, as you are yourself, I only learned this uh, when my, my child was getting ready for primary school and I was advised by somebody who's a primary school teacher that they had this sort of checklist of things kids need to have 
before joining school. Now, obviously, you go toilet training, blah, blah. But one was um, the ability to lose a game. Okay. Because, you know, you can't be teaching 28 kids about fairness. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's nice to see a game where luck yeah. supersedes ability just a little bit, where yeah. you can go, look. That just, that's just things yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, this is a game from so Rhino Heroes from a company called Haba. Um, I always feel very comfortable recommending these games. They're always really good quality materials, so they're not going to get like this is for five to ninety nine years. You're not going to the cards are going to survive. They're, yeah. they're very hard wearing um, yeah. the components because that's something I find with some kids games. If they're not hard wearing, the kids will just burn through them real fast, especially I, younger ones. You know. Yeah, I, this is me saying this completely on my own bat. You didn't ask me to say this before, but uh, okay. Look. Every business, fair play brings work and employment, but I want to point out Tabletop is a, you know, it's an independent Cork business hiring Cork-based staff, and sometimes you can go to other shops where perhaps a board game costs two euro, but you get what you, you yeah. get what you get You're for two euro. You're going to get what you get for two euro, exactly. And perhaps it wasn't made by a loving company. And yeah. the other thing is, and I'm just going to say this, if you like the sound of these games, please don't just look at Amazon and buy them. Call into the shop. Even table, you have your own online shop. We no, do have yeah. an online, well we're in the process of setting it up. We have a few of the games up there. I really need to make some time to get some more up there, but this time of year. Uh, tabletopcork.ie and there's a shop on, on there as well. Cool. I realise we're nearly at nine minutes already and I'm okay. the one who keeps interrupting your 12, uh, 12 so, games. So, game number three. It's another, this one is a little bit um, more strategic. It's a game called Hey That's My Fish. In this you have a certain number of penguins based on the number of players and you are moving your penguins around the ice, basically eating fish. Um, the person who eats the most fish wins the game. But as you're eating fish, you're picking up the pieces and that creates like holes in the ice that people will get trapped and stuff. Um, this one says it is 8 plus. Um, I've played it with a seven-year-old who really enjoyed it. Um, she got she got it pretty fast. It's not complicated. Um, it's very fun though, and it's made by a company called Fantasy Flight Games, who actually tend to make a lot of heavier games. Like they make a lot of the big Star Wars games, the miniature games. So this is a nice, nice little one from them. There is no greater. Uh thing for a child to play a game that's, that's too old for them yeah 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 it, it's yeah. the equivalent of us getting served when we were 17 exactly it's like I look like I'm eight <laughs> okay. now speaking yeah, of one of this. the most famous children uh, there's ever been we have yes. a Harry Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yes. So this is classic Dobble. So a lot of people will have heard of Dobble. It's a very fancy snap. Basically, they come in a small round tin. You're flipping over cards, and there's a number of different ways. They all, I think, contain. Yeah, there's, they're, all Dobbles contain five different rule sets, and you're either trying to get rid of all your cards or collect cards. Okay. Um, the Harry Potter Dobble is new out this year, and it's just what you would expect. It's classic Dobble, but with Harry Potter images rather than other things. Um, six plus, about 15 minutes. Two to eight players which is quite good because it actually plays a big group which a lot of kids games don't tend to do that um, but again for kids but also for big kids and how much does that one cost that one is 19 19 and how yeah. many cards are in it uh, 55 cards 55 so it's cards. not that they're uh, a quid each okay no. <laughs> we'll move to um, so another, one, another matching game this one is kind of like a scrabble game but with colours and shapes so this is a step up now. It's six plus, but 
it is more family orientated than any of the previous four. I just want to this one and the previous ones. These would all involve uh, not not having literacy. Doesn't it? Yeah. So these are language independent. Absolutely. Actually, I think all of them. All of them so far would be yeah. language independent. Rhino Heroes would have some symbols on it. Um, but yeah, nothing so far has any language reading tech reading text off cards or anything. Um, Quirkle cubes, you have these dice basically, which have colors and shapes on them. You have six each. You roll your dice, and what you're trying to do is create a Scrabble board grid of all matching color or all matching shape. If you have all matching shape, you can't have two of the same color. All matching color, you can't have two of the same shape, and as you oh, add on, like, you score points. Sounds like is it gin rummy meets Scrabble or something? There's some bit, yeah. game elements of yeah. Um, oh, what do you call it? Color or suit or whatever. Color and suit, yeah. and also with this one, you're able to re-roll your dice a certain number of times. Um, so this is a really good one. This is a good one that like I've played this with my mother-in-law. She really enjoys it, so it's a nice one for small kids, mm. older people. Everybody can play this. People in between. People in between. Everyone can play. Without actually, maybe I should be the one going on how much is this and how much is this, but just looking basically at the some of them are retaking what, 12, 11, and some. Down around here. So, like, down around the the earlier ones are kind of between, I think we've gotten 11 to the low 20s, mid 20s. Um, Quirkle Cubes is 29.90. As we go towards the heavier games, they'll become more expensive but I think it's apparent why if you pick up the weight of these boxes there's so much in them the next game though is a little bit cheaper um, is it okay with like one? Yep. so this is a two player this is a, a, a more grown up game um, it's a two player game <laughs> it's, it's a game for grown ups with a wizard on wizard on it yeah absolutely those kind of grown ups <laughs> um, it's a two player game about 20 minutes this is this year actually thousands of games come out every year but this year there's been a big emphasis on roll and write games where you either roll car- or roll dice or flip over cards and then draw or write on um, pre-printed sheets mm-hmm. and this is one of those so you have in the in the box you have these sheets of paper uh, little pencils and four dice and what you'll do is you'll roll the four dice you take one your opponent takes two and you take the last one and then you shade in on your little sheet map the different symbols are on the dice and you're trying to create areas of matching symbols okay it's really quite a lot of fun and are you do you do is the is your sheet visible to the other person okay so all your information is visible no 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 No. Um, and it's I mean for 19 euro it's a lot of game for for that price I think anyway um, you can also, I mean, there's a pretty big book of sheets in it. If you're playing it a lot, you can photocopy one of the sheets. Or what I always do when I get these games is scan one sheet. So I have a digital copy of it. If I do go through them all, I can reuse them. Um, it's a great one for traveling because you just need, really, you just need a couple of sheets of paper and some dice. So you can stick it in a bag and you can play it anywhere. It's a great game for playing in a confined space, like an airplane or on a bus or something like that. Um, and when you say there's been a, a tr- is that just a trend in the business? Just a trend in the business, Is yeah. it a sort of um, doing something that you can't do on an app? Um, no, I think some of these will have apps as well. Um, I don't. I think the original King Domino, there's an original game, does have an app, but I don't know if there's one for King Domino Jewel yet. Um, I think there's just a, a trend in the business this year. Last year it was... Um, Last year was the Call of Call of Cthulhu, that kind of stuff. 
um, which comes up again and again. But this year, rolling right seems to have been the big thing. Cool. Um, the next game. So this was we do uh, 25 staff picks of Christmas every year. The last every year, the last two years, <laughs> and uh, this was actually Emer, my partner's first pick. So the first of December this year, she picked Tiki Topple. Um, Tiki Topple is a fun one. It's a, a Mensa select game, so obviously makes you makes you smarter as you play it. Um, two to four players, twenty minutes, ten plus. It says now that ten plus again, I would think I take that with some advisement. Like uh, if you play games with younger kids, they'll pick it up pretty easily as well. There is a hidden objective part in this game, so the, if you're playing it with children, they need to understand that there's hidden information that they need to keep secret. Um, you have everyone has a set of cards. You draw three cards and basically you're rearranging these tickies on a totem pole, trying to get your three from your secret objective to the top. And then you score points based on how you've done so in that each round. You've got room for subterfuge and exactly, and Exactly, and you, want, you don't want anybody to know what tree you want at the top. Um, there's also a Tiki Topple card, which allows you to knock one down to the bottom, and a Tiki Toast, which allows you to take one off the bottom. So with very young kids, I find anything that has player elimination or something that like just stops and takes away their ability to win, you can't play with, with those rules. But it's easy to take those cards out. Yeah. Um, if that's a, if that's an issue, you're right. And so far, this game has the most alliteration, which I, I yeah, always yeah. like. Anyway, there's a lot of teas there. A lot the of teas in this game. Need of us at that issue with the mic where we got a lot. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be a podcaster's nightmare. <laughs> Trying to edit around <laughs> that game. That game, we'll call it. The now, one with the We're going to change medium from uh, podcast to movies, I see. Yes. The next one. So the next one, I think you'd actually enjoy this one yourself. It's uh, Blockbuster. I enjoy all of them, Chris. They it all comes sound brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this one in particular. I love the packaging of this game. This is just one that they've done. At Big Potato Games. I really like all of their stuff. They do um, games there. I can't remember exactly what their tagline is, but it's something along the lines of a minute to learn, um, uh, but really like fun. Enjoy yeah, something, something like that. that. Very fast. There you go. So it comes in a blockbuster video box. It is a movie trivia game, kind of. Um, the first round, you have a, a timer, you'll have a deck of cards, and you'll need to say, so say the first one is movies with ghosts. And I'll say a movie with a ghost, I'll press the timer. The next player will say a movie with a ghost, press the timer. And when one of us isn't able to say a movie with a ghost before the timer runs out, the other players won that head-to-head challenge. And then you go through, you've got a... a deck that you'll kind of whittle down to a certain number of cards you lay them out on this board and then you need to describe the movies with either one word a quote from the movie or acting it out and then you win the movie cards and what you're trying to do is collect sets of um, genres so there'll be romantic comedies thrillers horrors action movies and you want to have a full set of the genres this on a scale of one to ten because obviously we're going to come to this later more so uh, for most people the next 10 days 12 days of Christmas and holidays or maybe into the first weekend is the one time they have that extra spare 3 or 4 hours to yeah. to invest in playing in a board game but on a scale of arguing with your siblings on Stephen's Day 
blockbuster on a scale of one to ten. That looks like a definitely argument. Yeah. There wasn't actually a ghost in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there'd be things, people would be looking things up and checking if they were actually true or not. Um, But in a very light-hearted way. I hope. No argument. No No argument. argument. It's unlight-hearted. There's a deeper psychological thing in each argument. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're we're on to the the final four there now. So, the next one actually would be a, a good antidote to those arguments. This is a cooperative game. So this is one where everybody's going to win together or lose together. It's new out, Letter Jam. It actually only came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is a word game. Um, what will happen is everybody will, be, will have a set of cards. You will make from your cards, the cards just have letters on them. You will make a word and you'll pass it to the player on your left, but face down. Then those cards will be shuffled and put in these little stands in front of the player, but facing away from the player. Okay. So you can't see the letters that are in front of you. And then through a series of clues over a number of rounds, you'll have to tell each other what letters are in front of each player. So they need to figure out what letters are in front of them and then rearrange those letters into a word. Sort of like a group anagram. Yes, a group anagram kind of a game. The board would love it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, everybody's... Um, yeah. That does look like the kind of thing that takes three minutes to get the hang of and then... Yeah. Could be a Try bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, so two to six players, ten plus four, about forty-five minutes mm. gameplay. Okay, well, so like, not on too a long. Level, that's standing out to me now as a as a good one. Maybe it's, as you said, it's because you're yeah. you're working together. Uh, I think that's always nice around Christmas time as well to have games where you're not just beating the bejesus out of each other. You're actually working together. Um, you come up with the words yourself. There is I don't know if it's been released yet, but there is going to be an app that will generate words for you. Uh, you can scan the cards, but you can just make up the words yourself, and then your own they're your own words, and you can make them however you like. Um, price point wise, I think this is really good. Twenty five euro, which is uh, for two to six players. Very handy secret Santa amount of money there. It's not too bad, yeah, it's not too far off. So the next one is a funny one because Ticket to Ride, I think a lot of people will know by now. Um, it's one of the biggest selling games in the world. It's kind of one of the one of the ones that relaunched board gaming as a, as a hobby in the mass market. Um, I have in stock Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries, which I like not just because it has Santa Claus on the front of the box, but it's a two to three player version of Ticket to Ride. So it's a slightly smaller map. Not everybody will have big groups of people around to play a game. Um, all the time so it's I, nice I to have, have one played, that plays with two sorry, I have no, no. played a ticket to ride in here uh, yeah. so I'm aware of it do you want to give a general outline of what, so, because if you know like whatever you know go for broke is the inverse of monopoly whatever but for me ticket the ride had a new take on games altogether because it didn't yeah. have the angry strategy of risk yeah it, maybe it was just more polite version it's quite polite it's a set collecting game you're collecting sets of colored cards and then you use those colored cards to claim roots on a board um, you can try and get in each other's way S- similar to tiki topple you'll have some secret information your the roots that you want to claim are secret but if i'm paying attention to what ronan's doing i can figure it out and try and block him um, but that's a, that's kind of a choice you don't have to play that way um, the Nordic countries one it's a smaller map so it sort of forces you together a little bit more if you play with two players on a bigger map you've got more space yeah. and the Nordic people are renowned for their politeness so there you I'm go sure so you... there's no opportunity <laughs> no it's uh, yeah I like it I mean I think this time of year I always get a couple of extra Nordic countries ticket to ride in stock around this time of year 
Um, it's actually one that Emer's been asking for for a few years. So if I've got one left over, maybe this year should be the. Spoiler alert. Hope she doesn't listen. Exactly. Okay, so we're, we're down to the last two. So I'm just uh, wondering, uh, just before we get on to that, um, standard, but I'm just to be sure. Do you do like online vouchers so that if somebody wants to get a voucher but it aren't in town, are they able to buy that through your shop or is that a possibility? Um, we haven't done that. With, you can call in and get a voucher anytime. Um, I have done vouchers over the phone for people. You can call up and take the payment over the phone and I can email a PDF yeah. of the voucher. That's no problem. Um, I haven't got it set up yet to do it online. That's definitely something for the new year. But the other thing is if someone comes into you or your staff and maybe they don't want, it, want one of these games yeah they, you're able to give you know, oh, personalised exactly suggestions. absolutely yeah. I mean call in earlier in the day try not to call in on a Friday or Saturday evening yeah. looking for book game suggestions but you know call in earlier in the day during the week and we'll be happily go through four or five we'll always try and recommend three or four games um, I mean if you're coming in to play games we kind of have a, a standard we'll recommend a three um, or bring three down to the table and it's the same if you're coming in to buy games we'll always try and find three or four games that are, that are suitable you know um, that's kind of a rule of thumb but you can get vouchers here the handy thing about the vouchers as well is they're redeemable in both shops and against anything so you if you get somebody a voucher and they can use it to buy a game but they can also use it to come in and have coffee a couple of times um, just take a little bit off each time sometimes I spot people in here enjoying a tipple uh, yes beer or some wine so and we're looking at here a game that is also related to the world of wine or at least the world of France which is uh, Normandy Normandy was France isn't it yes this is a World War Two game, though. Yes, okay, so well, not a huge amount of wine well, drunk, maybe a little bit. Was it a Christmas? Was it Christmas or Christmas World War, Yeah, was it World War One or World War Two? But anyway, look, I'll, I'll fix that in the edit. Okay. <laughs> so the last two games I'm recommending are heavier games. They're, you know, if you're buying them as presents, they would be for people that are playing games or regularly playing games. Um, because they might just be a little bit longer to take get into. Now, this first one, I'm actually hoping to play with my dad sometime over Christmas, Undaunted Normandy. It's very new again, like Letter Jam, it just came out in the last couple of weeks. It is a World War II skirmish game, so you build a, a map out of some tiles, and then each player will take, one player will be the Axis, one of the player will be the Allies. You have a set of, a deck of cards each, a set of cards each. The Allies always win, I think there are, it's more point based. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you, you use your cards basically to attack and defend against the other player. Um, it looks really good. The artwork on it is fantastic. I haven't had a chance to actually play it fully yet. Um, anything that came in the last couple of weeks, unless it's a very quick, you know, Pengaloo type game that I can play at the bar while I'm working. But I'm looking forward to playing this on my Christmas holidays. If my only few World days off. Two itself have been solved as quickly Just as Pingaloo. Uh, yes, and I mean Undaunted Normandy has a play time of 45 to 60 minutes. 14 plus two players. I literally picked because I'm closest to this one. It is literally a very heavy game. This it one. is a very heavy game. So this is Scythe. Um, actually, I was talking about our 25 staff picks of Christmas earlier. This was my staff pick yesterday. Um, it is still my favourite game. It's been out for a few years now. This is interesting. So I'm just seeing it. It's colourblind, friendly, and 90% language independent. Which, yeah. Because I, okay, look, obviously one of the oldest 
stereotypes, cliches, or whatever was the whole uh, board gamers, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's so um, it takes uh, so long to get in with it. But that looks like it's, if it's language independent, it's language independent. Now the the rules for this, there's there's a lot of rules in it. Um, there's some very good videos online that will run you through how to play. Um, if anyone ever has any questions, call in here. I'll happily talk to you about Scythe. But it is, uh, how long does it say on the box? One to five players, it's 115 minutes. I would say that's been quite optimistic, and that would probably be with people who already know how to play it. So you're, you're looking at a, a three, four hour game. Um, it's got a big map. You are Each player will have a different faction. They're quite different from each other. They play quite differently. It's got a lot of things. I'm looking a at lot of things. Of one thing, yeah, a lot of small tokens and things like that. Definitely not one to leave around where small kids can get at it. Um, it also has some very nicely designed miniatures, um, which look like toys and are fun to play with. And basically, it's a, an area control resource building um, game where you need to I mean if you want to build your mechs your, your big metal fighting ships you need to first go out and mine for oil and steel and once you've got those things then you can build your mechs and put them out on the board and that releases new abilities it's really fun, I really enjoy it um, there's lots of different paths to collect points um, so you can be trying for a strategy and then change your strategy and the artwork as well it was actually designed by a game a guy called Jamie Stegmeyer but the world building and art was by a Polish artist um, whose name I'm not going to even try to pronounce but Jacob Ros Roslaski yeah, that sounds good Close. to me. Yeah. And if you're listening, Jacob, feel free uh, yeah. to give out. Let me see, like and share the sub, uh, the podcast itself. You're fine. There you go, Mister Mister R, as I call you. Exactly. Um, no, no, I'm just looking at the like it, the cover itself. Genuinely looks like a painting, but it is a painting. Yeah. But uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Look, um, Chris, I just want to say uh, thanks very much uh, for your time. Happy Christmas to you and your family, and uh, Thank you. to all the listeners. Uh, please call in. They they really know their stuff I, and as a just a, as a cafe opportunity a damn fine coffee and there is a lot of games to peruse uh, so yeah thank you very much Chris thanks Ronan have a good one